0: Welcome into the Locker Room Talk podcast. I'm Greg Williams, joined here by Jeff Hett and Ethan Wiles. It's been an interesting day, and I guess it's going to get very interesting in a couple minutes here with Jeff, but before we get into that, how are we doing today, boys?
1: We're doing wonderful.
0: uh, Probably my best day all week.
1: Oh really?
2: Mm hmm. Pretty, pretty good myself. Good to hear, it, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> wanna wanna elaborate a little bit?
1: No, I'm just I'm just had a good day. Other than I mean, other than the fact that I'm gonna have to crunch here, here in a little bit to get some homework done. But other than that, we're
0: good. So I want to know this because pretty much everyone is done with the school. Are you just doing summer school, or are you mm-hmm. guys still? Yeah, semester?
1: When they get, I got. Eight more classes. I'm taking three right now, and then I got my five in the fall, and then I'm done in December. So I'm just okay. trying to crunch. That's all it is. All right. So that's not bad. So,
0: um, so here's the thing. We usually start with NBA, NHL. I know there's a very good NBA game going on right now between the Jazz and the Clippers. So we won't get into that until later in the episode, until that game goes final. But, uh, Jeff. For some reason, you wanted to go back on the Red Sox and Yankees series. You had a big thing about that. So it's almost a couple days old from that series. So I I guess I'll let you take it away with your rant or something.
1: Well, my – well, Ethan brought it up. I guess we had talked about last yesterday. We're was supposed it? to
0: talk about it, but sometimes we talk too long. So, yeah,
1: no, we I think it was the last episode we did that we wanted to that Ethan brought it mentioned something about the MLB and I guess things going on with Garrett, Garrett Cole, and uh, this whole pitching substance thing. And then I said something about it today and what have you. No, my, this is this whole thing's been going on for a while now. Like, uh, and I'm about ready to explode here because explode. Go, go ahead. Well, if the whole pitching substance thing, we really going to sit here and start crying that pitch, crying about pitchers using substance and hiding substance in a glove about trying to have better control of the ball when that's been going on since the beginning of the fuck, the beginning of the damn sport really and then we got guys that have been covering the game for almost 20 some odd years talking about ha- complaining because pitchers are gunning for strikeouts you're re- so you so if i'm a pl- if i'm a general manager of a uh, mlb team and i'm paying paying a pitcher my ace 30 million per year what do you think i'm paying him for to strike a motherfucker out you're going, to get, you're going to sit here and tell me we're going to really not complain that guys are striking out 300 times a season? Back you know, in 2016 when, when Pete Rose was on the Fox MLB coverage, that's what he said. A-Rod no. looked him dead in the eye and asked him, would you rather ask- have Mike Trout or would you have a guy that's going to hit for contact? Give me a guy that's going to hit for contact because he's not going to strike out at 300 fucking times.
2: All right. No. I mean, let me- <laughs> no. Thank you. So let me ask you a question. And now I'm in no means in favor of cheating in baseball, any advantage in baseball, whatever. I am for a clean game. So by your logic, what the Astros did is fine. No. But, okay, so by your logic, pitchers are getting paid to strike out. Hitters in the other term are getting paid to hit the ball. So, if the pitchers are allowed on, to I'll, take I'll this. advantage to you.
1: Hold on, I'll put it to you like this. Look at the way the MLB has gone over the years with their rule changes and stuff. And, you, and, and what's the biggest gripe from the MLB? That they want viewers, they want the fans back. They want the viewership back. They want the ratings back. Oh, by the way, they don't want viewership and ratings from the 70s and 60s. They want it from the steroid era. You really we're really going to sit here and act like whenever all those people left from the steroid era that nobody bitched about it. What baseball wants with their rule changes and stuff, and this is my thing. They want they want the steroid era back without the steroids. So that's why they're going to crack down on pitching. Why do you think they make the strike zone smaller? Why do you think they're cracking down on the pitchers using this substance again? My and the way this is going, this is what I this is where it's going to go, and I'm going to have no issues with it. Give pitchers this year's ball with the bigger seams so they have a better grip on it and let the player and then let the hitters juice. If this is what we're talking, if they're going to continue to cry and bitch mobe, and complain that, oh, I need ratings. So which is it? Do you want an, an OO game, a pitcher's duel the way it should be, or to have the occasional guys hitting for contact? Or are we going to still complain that we don't have viewership, that we don't have ratings?
2: No, the fact that you don't have ratings is because the MLB is beyond dumb with their blackout restrictions. That's the first problem. The second problem is, yes. Now, should the pitchers be allowed to have an advantage? Okay, no. Like I said, I'm all for a fair game here. But at the same time,
1: there it's was hard. There how many it's no-hitters have
2: we had this year so far? Here, here, here's like seven, I'm not. I'm kind of not. I'm not saying that now. what yes.
1: pitcher, that this foreign substance that pitchers are using this year that's not a cause for concern. But this has been going on. It's just like sign stealing. Other than the, I mean, the Astros took it took it to the umpteenth degree, and they should all, by all means be punished for it when they brought in when they brought in technology to sign steal. I'm not advocating that. What I'm getting. What I'm getting irritated with is this notion is you have guys like Jacob DeGrom that don't use it, that don't need it. And they strike guys out left and right, and we're going to sit here and act like, and we're going to turn around and look at guys like him and go, oh, well, you know, he's looking for Ks. Well, it's easy for a guy like DeGrom to get to- to lead the league at fucking Ks when these guys, all they want to do is swing to the fucking fence. When are we going to start asking our fucking hitters that we we ask the fucking, that we're going to fucking pay these outrageous fucking contracts for? When are you going to start asking them to start hitting for fucking contact?
2: So what are you going to? Let me ask you you this, this, Jeff. Let me ask you this, Jeff. Let me ask you this. What is your solution to the problem? Like in all in all, what do you want as your solution to this problem?
1: If pitchers are using this little sticky substance, they should be they should be out for the season. If they're using it and it's hard for me not to say, and it's hard for me not to say Garrett Cole hasn't been doing it because before the league said, if I, we catch you using this stuff, you're out 10 games. What happens the day after he pitches against the Rays and the Rays light his ass up.
2: Well, it's not just Garrett Cole. It's I do, an example want, I do because want to it's mention it's,
0: this about Garrett Cole too. And his next outing, he did very well. And the Rays have been pretty much
1: the only team that's got. No, I, I'm, just, no, I, I'm just using it as an example. It no. just seemed odd to me. It just seemed odd to me that the day the, the day after they say we're going to crack down on this, he gets lit up. And I'm not saying my solution, Ethan, is simple. If, you're, if pitchers are using it, they should be banned for the fucking season because, it's, because to me, it's just like a batter juicing. We're just going to start equating it to that. But let the batters have the. I mean, the easiest solution would be asking these, is to take these fucking hitters and ask them to start fucking actually hitting for fucking contact. If you're a power swinger, yes, swing for fucking, swing for the fucking fence. But if they're not giving you a ball that you know that you're not going to be able to take yard, put it in, can you at least put it in fucking play? Can we stop? Can I, can we, as a GM, can I ask my fucking player to stop striking out 300 and fucking? over 300 fucking times this year seriously you look at some of these great hitters apparently in this fucking era if you put them in fucking sandy koufax's era nolan ryan's era tom sievers randy johnson pedro roger clemens they all strike out you put or put those pictures in today's era you really think and we're going to have tim kirch and crime because guys are looking for case these guys would own would take nolan's ryan record and trip because that's all these guys do is hit for fucking the fence. You put some of the batters that they faced in today's era, These the only pitchers that are going to do well are probably Kershaw. Kershaw and DeGrom are the only two off the top of my head that I'm thinking of right now that would honestly do well against them because they are true fucking, true fucking pitchers that can actually pitch. But it's easy for some of these guys to fucking pitch when all you want to do is swing for fucking fence it's like, look at, the Yan- look at the Yankees' lineup. There's another one. Brian Cashman's going to be gone at the end of this year. You go back and yep. look at the Yankees' history. Never in Yankees' history has there been a lineup with more right-handed hitters in Yankee Stadium. I have. And that's my biggest – and that's my – gr- b- what? Stop cutting me off. Me? Oh, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry.
2: I have <laughs> the strikeouts per year. Until twenty twenty, so twenty twenty hasn't been updated, but every year since, let's see, two thousand eight, it has gone up a thousand. There was a huge jump from two thousand twelve to two thousand thirteen. There was two thousand more strikeouts. They went yeah, from sixteen. guys 000, want to get
1: the contact that want to hit for power, not contact.
2: They went from sixteen thousand. In 2012, to 18,000 in 2013. Yeah, we as of 2019. Oh, I'm sorry, that was the American League. Um, as of 2019, 42,000 strikeouts from both yeah. the American League and the National League. So I can uh, only imagine 2020. Obviously, that's going to get thrown off because of yes, COVID. And I'm not.
1: And here's the thing: is I'm not if pitchers are using substance. It should be investigated, and they should be cracked down. Like I said, they should be suspended. But the easiest way to fix this is start asking these players to start hitting for contact. If you're a power swinger, fine. That's what I'm paying you to do is put the ball on the foot beyond the fence. But I'm also not paying you to strike out to strike out the way these guys do anymore. It's like stop. You've already. It's like how much more are we going to affect these fucking pitchers? You shorten the strike zone. It used to be the strike zone was from my fucking armpits to my knees. Now it's by, probably my fucking gut to right above my fucking knees. Still
0: oh, pretty big strike zone
1: though. On some of these guys, it's a small ass strike zone. <laughs>
2: yeah, for like, it's like how, how the small day? do
1: you want these strike zones to be?
2: Now they want to move the mound what forward, backward, backward? Yeah, oh like, yeah, let's
1: let's move the mound back. Let's move the mound farther back. So pitters actually have a chance really how much you how much you instead of instead of patting pat these dudes on the wrist and babying them and coddling their hands so they can actually get on base how about you start asking them if i'm paying you 30 million fucking a year i expect you to get on base it's like if i if i'm paying a dude to, to steal still second base i'm not still i'm not paying you to still to get out i'm paying you to still second so if you want your money for still in second you better get on second. You want your money as a power hitter. You want you you want to get thirty million per year. You want Mookie Betts, Mike Trout money. You better get on base. I don't give a shit how. Stop babying these fucking players. If the pitchers want their money, I want you to strike. I, if I'm paying if I'm paying Garrett Cole that money from the New York Yankees, oh you best stand believe I want you to strike a motherfucker out all nine damn innings. Oh that's another fucking thing with this fucking analytics shit. I love analytics. It's done wonders for the game. But if I have my ace, 30 million per year, oh, Garrett Cole, Kershaw, Madison Bumgarner, uh, Jacob DeGrom, oh, you ain't going out in five innings. If I have to pull you in five innings because you're complaining you're tired, guess what? I want my money back. You don't deserve 30 million per year if you're going to cry. Oh, I'm tired. Then don't go nine innings. Sit in the bullpen for all I fucking care. Oh, by the way, a massive bug Garner never gets hurt. He's better than fucking Kershaw. Kershaw's the fucking Peyton Manning of the MLB. Fucking bum ass dude that's all, that goes to the postseason and fucking chokes his ass off. Oh, by the way, that Cody that Cody Belger video. Oh, how, Oh, when did you guys know you were going to win the World Series? Oh, when Blake Snell got pulled. How did we get from the Boston Red Sox to Garrett Cole? Well, my my to rant the is my, my rant with Boston is simple. They need for to go something. out. And get a, they need to go get a fucking pitcher. But it was never really about the Red Sox and Yankees. They it use a substance. more so this whole pitching crap because, oh, it's the pi- oh, the pitchers are the problem. It's like, yes, they're using su- – okay, they're using substance. Where have we seen that before? That was a few years back when fucking uh, – what was it? Uh, Dillian Besantis, when he was with the Yankees, and he's got this stuff on his fucking neck. It's like, dude, everybody could see you using shit on your neck. You're fucking – Not fucking even guy.
0: close to the person you're thinking of right I now. I don't
1: give a shit. I can't even think of his fucking name. I'm not a New York Yankee fucking fan.
0: If somebody uh, wants to fucking. it? Uh, me, it was.
2: It was Michael Pineda. First. Yes, of all. Yes. <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> you. And he was on the New York Yankees, not the Mets.
1: That's what I said. The New York Yankees. I got the Yankees right. I just didn't remember his fucking name. But anyway. Oh, my God, I'm dying over here. <laughs> but no, that's my thing. It's like everybody wants to turn around and say it's the pitch. It's pitch. It's pitching's the fucking problem. I and mean, if I'm paying a fucking pitcher thirty million for a year. You're really gonna sit here and tell me that they're going in for K's? No shit when a hitter is fucking swinging for, for fucking power. <sighs> Seriously, I, I, want, I want Rob Manfred to just come out and say it. Just, I want baseball to literally come out and say it, that I want the steroid, we just want the steroid era back without the steroids. And if that's the fucking case, Here's the simplest fucking solution. Let the fucking pitchers have this year's ball. Let the batters fucking juice again and let it alone. If we're seriously, if that's all you give a shit about is ratings and fucking viewership and your fucking money, then let them juice again because I'm sick of it. because that's all it is. Oh, it's pitching's problem. Now, now it's pitch. Now it's the pitcher's problem because they're gunning for case. Well, no shit. If I'm a fucking pitcher and I know I could strike a fucker out because all he wants to do is swing for the fucking fence. Yeah, I'm going to be Lance McCullers. So I'm going to throw you K's and I'm going to watch Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, and fucking Juan Carlos Stanton fucking swing and swing and miss at curveballs left and right because they can't hit anything other than a damn fastball.
0: Get some, oh. get some water. Get some water. I'm done. Like right, I'm done. Are you sure? Are we? Are we positive on that?
1: Yeah, just don't bring up baseball because I'm liable to go again.
0: All right. But I think the, the one thing I will say about baseball, because I mean, I, to be honest, I could care less about the uh, strikeouts, the batting average strikeouts, whatever. Don't care. However, I will say that Patrick Wisdom is probably the greatest baseball player that has ever walked this earth. So just letting you know.
1: Yeah. Cause you know, let's just forget that Barry Bonds was alive. Who? Well.
2: well, wait a minute here. Barry Bonds was a known juicer. Patrick Wisdom. He never
1: tested positive. He never
2: tested positive.
1: That I'm not. Defi- I I think he juiced, but that's his one claim. That's his only claim. That's his only thing. Is he's he's never. Te- they tested him over the years. He never tested positive. Now, granted, I mean, let's be let's be honest. Uh, in a, in five months span, you gained forty. Fu- you gained forty fucking pounds in muscle. Just shoot up from a skinny ass, that you're looking like Ethan to fucking uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He looked like you. He was that skinny. Go look at the year that they said that he started that he started juicing. Go look at him that year before, and then go look at him the year after. It's a drastic fucking change in a short amount of time. Yes, you were doing something, but that's his one thing is that he never tested positive. But but you know, I again. I'm sure you guys have your own fucking thing. I'm not again. I'm not advocating for fucking cheating. My whole fucking thing with this is that that's just how baseballs come off to me, from Rob Manford's fucking front office and shit. Is that they want the steroid era back without the steroids? And if that's the fucking case, then what the hell's the point? Then just let the let batters juice, let the pitchers use substance, and let it alone. Just admit that. Because all these stupid ass rule changes is ridiculous. You're going to mo- seriously move the bot mound back because hitters can't hit. It's not the pitcher's fault they can't hit. It's because you. Where's the money going to? Are we going to pay a player because he gets on bait Hits. He gets on base. He has an average of 300 and he gets on base 90% of the time, but doesn't hit a home run? Or because here's Mike Trout hitting 100, who leads the league in home runs? Let's say, oh, we're going to pay him all the fucking money. Mike Trout's a great fucking player. Outstanding defensively. Can't say nothing bad about him and he's a great hitter. But he strikes but he strikes out way too much for me. That's just me. I like guys that hit for contact. But don't sit here and tell me that pitching's all, the only fucking issue with the league. Baseball's biggest problem is these fucking unwritten fucking goddamn rules and the fucking stupid ass fucking and stupid ass Rob Manfred. Delusional ass fucking front office that fucking can't just fucking admit. I want the stairwell era back and they're pissed. They had a crackdown. On.
0: Well, I think that's been a good, what, 30, 25, 30 minutes of Jeff, uh, Jeff's rant there. How are you feeling, Jeff? I feel better. <laughs> I just want to know, because, I mean, you said a lot again, in the last 25-30 or minutes, how long were you thinking about this? Like, how, how long did you keep this bottled up inside that today you just had to explode?
1: Let's see. It was, I think, the, a few weeks since Tim Kirchhoff came out with that article about hitters are coming for K or pitchers are going for Ks, but. When Ethan's playing that fucking video, of Garrett Cole and the fucking doing an interview with the guy, and he's stuttering off his ass. That's when I lost it. I'm like, dude, just fucking admit me you're doing shit.
2: I mean, I think yeah, it's been that he was long. Guilty, he was guilty from that. No part shit. Part alone, I mean.
1: But no, I, I, I no that. But that's that's literally how long it's been. It's just I'm just sick of it. I'm just sick of hearing. I'm just sick of hearing about bitches lips since it's like. Okay, they've been okay. They're using substance again, but this isn't the first time they've done it. Hitters, and I'm pretty sure there's still some batters out here that are fucking juicing. I mean, shit. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm done. I like just you just watch. They're gonna move the fucking mound back, and then when pitchers still fucking strike these fuckers out, they're gonna sit back and go, "Why?" It's like because you're not at, because you you don't have it in you to tell these fucking hitters that you're paying. Paying all this fucking money to to fucking hit for contact. That's it. That's the simplest way to fix it.
2: Well, I hate to keep raining on your parade, Jeff, but we were both wrong with the Colorado Avalanche.
0: I think we were all wrong. I think we all picked Colorado for that one. Yeah, we all picked Colorado. Yeah, we
1: all picked Colorado. That was not a good day. That's the President Trophy curse, I guess.
2: Big win for Vegas tonight. 100 percent kind of had a feeling they would win based on the home ice but also great transition off of jeff's rant by the way boys uh second of all yes big win for vegas tonight i think that moves them on to montreal in that series
0: it does uh the tampa bay versus the islanders tampa bay and vegas are heavy heavy favorites going into the uh Conference, and they should be in
1: Vegas. Should be, I mean, they just beat the best, apparent, the best team all season. Um, Montreal is going to be a fun series. I hope Montreal can at least take them to take them to six games. I would not, but I would 100% say Vegas should be the favorite as far as the Tampa Bay Lightning and Islander series goes. Um, I think, again, they're right – Vegas is right there in terms of Tampa Bay being the favorite, but I would – I think the Islanders are going to do it, but it will be in seven games if they do it.
0: So, I mean, I – so it's hard to get deep-depth analysis on this because I'm pretty sure none of us really know the team as as much. We don't watch religiously Islanders or Lightning or Vegas or Montreal – but, yeah. you know, obviously both are very good. Two seem mm-hmm. like, again, heavy underdogs. Montreal has that Cinderella story. You've kind of hinted a little bit, uh, Jeff, that you are going to go the Islanders in seven. Um, yeah. What about the other series? And that goes with you too, Ethan. Yeah, if Montre- I
1: mean, that's the thing is if Montreal does what they did against Winnipeg, I could see them do it in do it in six. I but if Vegas wins, that should be honestly. If Vegas wins, that should be a gentleman's sweep by Vegas. But I'm going to go my I like. But I again, I'm going to ride the Montreal wave because I've done it done it since they beat Toronto. Really, I think they do it in seven. I like I like the way Kerry Price is playing. He's willed that fucking team. So you're going both underdogs here. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jeff, the, I'm surprised that the Alder, the Alder and Tampa Bay series is that.
2: Uh, like big of a spread. Yeah, I'm kind <laughs> of with you on that one, I Alder, think.
1: I mean, the because everybody's acting like that That Boston series was a joke. It's like that was the best – besides the Vegas-Colorado series, that was the best series in the playoffs. Two of the best teams in the East. So, um. But, no, I like uh, – I think the Islanders will do it in seven. I think uh, Montreal does it in seven as well.
2: Can I talk? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, yes, Carey Price, I uh, would like to see him get an opportunity to win a Stanley Cup, but I I have to go with uh, Jeff's opposite point. I do think it's going to be a gentleman sweep in favor of the Knights, I think the atmosphere in Vegas is just outrageous like that place is electric every night so I think Montreal with with little to no fans all year long for them to have to go step foot into Vegas full atmosphere or full crowd uh, full capacity I don't see them doing it in the first two I could see Vegas kind of being off their game in one of the games in Montreal but yeah, I don't see, uh, I don't see the Canadians getting past him in the series. As for Tampa Bay, I, I'm with Jeff. I feel like it should be a little bit closer because of the way that the Islanders played Boston. Um, granted Tampa Bay's always been one of the best teams in hockey, but I, I think that one goes seven as well, but I'm going to pull a Tampa. Yeah,
0: I'm going to, I'm kind of riding with Ethan with both series. Um, uh, I think you know Tampa. I think I had Tampa a long time ago, saying like they're one of the best teams in the league. They can easily repeat as champions here. Uh, but yeah, so I'm in that series. I'll go Tampa. I think yeah, should be a little closer. But Tampa Bay again is a very good team. It's hard to win there, even though you know Florida hockey isn't that big. They do like their lightning. Uh, so I'm gonna go Tampa in six there. Uh, and then I guess for the other series, Vegas. I think that's a gentleman sweep too. I, I think these are gonna be over quite quite easily and quick uh quickly so i guess we're against you jeff so we'll see what happens there
1: i mean you were again i mean you guys were against me the last show and i would think i was pretty much right so we'll see
0: but um, all right so one thing that you were wrong in the last uh episode though was the nba a little bit um yes. we'll start off we'll start off because this is probably the best team probably having the best you know playoff of, Performance right now with the Phoenix Suns, wow. holy shit! Phoenix is like amazing. Yeah, they,
1: they're taking it to Denver. I, <laughs> I, I think, I think Phoenix has proven too much for them. Their lockout defense actually—I thought they their their defense is better than what I thought it was.
0: Also, I forgot to mention this before. Ethan, well, after Ethan finished, I think the like the biggest rivalry in all sports right now is you and Ethan, and how you like keep cutting him off. I think that's one of the best rivalries on the at least on the show. Can I, you make an argument. I don't mean, and I don't, I don't mean to, Ethan. I'm sorry. Um, I don't mean to.
2: No, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> Okay,
0: I've, I've been, been, been on the wrong mentioned. end of the too. I just did it to Ethan right now, too. So I've been on the wrong end of
2: it with Jeff. So I I mean, after I've picked Denver all year long and the MVP, all that, but yeah, yeah what Phoenix has done to this point is yeah, oh, just, and it just fits the mold for you too. Like, I mean, come on. You know, just you go off and move to Arizona, and all of a sudden, you know, the Cardinals are on up here with Kyler Murray. The Suns are on their way to the – what is this? I I get so mixed up. I know we're in the fi- or the conference finals with the NHL, but we're in the semifinals in Semi- the yeah. NBA. Yeah. Yeah, that always throws me off. So, they're making a hell of a run. I think that they really could sustain this. And now, don't get me wrong, I don't think it's going to be – a uh a sweep by any means but that's
1: honestly it's looking like it because i think um denver really missing uh jamal murray thank you jamal murray they're really they're really that honestly that's what they're doing is missing them. but you know we're, we're gonna see i think the next i think the next two are in denver so we'll find out. We'll find out real quick what Denver's response is. But Phoenix has played outstanding. Their lockout, their lockdown defense has been tremendous. Um, but yeah, so I could see. I could see. Honestly, I they're looking like they're looking like they're on they're on a mission.
0: Well, here's the thing: is the Chris Paul effect? I mean, we saw this a little bit in New Orleans. We saw right. it in. LA with the Clippers you've seen it in Houston saw it in OKC when they were supposed to tank and I mean you're seeing it now Chris Paul even though with a banged up shoulder and I don't think is that banged up anymore I mean he's just unbelievable he had I'm gonna take a look at the, the stats it was unreal with his he had 15 assists and no turnovers I mean that's just point God doing what he does uh Devin Booker the baby, baby face assassins doing very well Deandre, Aiton, you know, he, he's a very underrated part of this team because he's not as flashy as Chris Paul, he's not as flashy as Devin Booker, but he's doing he's holding his own against Jokic. And I think what's fascinating because Jokic is the MVP, a lot of teams are going to double uh, on him. And that makes Jokic so much, you know, it's dangerous because he's a good good passer in, in the low post. He will find the wide open guy. The Suns don't have to worry about that cuz uh Aiden can have, can play one-on-one against him, and again, has been holding holding his own. Um, let's see. I mean, Jokic with 24 points, it seems like, oh, 24 points is pretty, you know, a lot. But for the MVP, it's like, that's that's a good night uh, to play some defense. He shot almost 50%. Michael Porter has been a little inconsistent for Denver, so that's been hurting them. But just everything about, you know, Phoenix right now is just clicking. Jay Crowder, Mikel Bridges, Cameron Payne, who, I mean, who would have thought with him? Uh, being as the the backup, Dario Saric, Terry Craig. I mean, everything is working for that team. Monty Williams has put a very, I mean, well-rounded roster, and a lot of it goes to Chris Paul for getting getting everyone uh, playing together. So, you know, it is – now here's the thing. It does go back to Denver. Denver is a very hard place to play in, especially with the altitude. Here's the thing. If you're Phoenix, all you got to do is just take one. Go back to Phoenix with a 3-1 lead and pretty much wrap it up.
1: 100% I
2: agree. Yeah, I think I, it's I Jesus. No, Ethan, sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean I don't is there is the altitude going to be? I mean, I know it's I know it's like higher up in Denver, but is Arizona like you would
0: be surprised. So like in Phoenix, God, I mean, I don't have the freaking I mean, I've been out
2: there, and and the elevation isn't too bad, but with the mountains, obviously, they they have mountains and things like that. But I know Denver's probably a lot higher. So
0: when I drove from Chicago to Phoenix and then Phoenix to Wichita, you drive through the northern part of the state, and you are at least – I'm going to say Phoenix is maybe, you know, 500 feet above sea level, maybe, and I'm just taking a random guess. But when you get into northern Phoenix – it's like two thousand five hundred, uh, uh twenty five hundred feet of elevation, which is it's incredible because which sucked. But with the U-Haul driving up the mountains was the worst. I didn't have to do it, but my dad did. Um, it's the worst. I can, I mean, you. It's kind of like you know you're in an airplane where your ears start popping with uh, with the pressure. You get that in the car, and I'm like, I've never experienced that in a car. You know, it, it's so. I don't know how it is in Denver. I don't know how high, how, high up there uh, it is there, but like Flagstaff, uh, Payson, I mean, you're up there, man. It's, you get, you go from the desert all the way to like the wilderness, huge trees, bears, mule deers, which are like elk a little bit. It's, it's crazy out there. It's, you can go, I think they told me when we first got down there, you can, you can go uh, snowboarding or skiing in the morning and or at night, and then in the morning you can golf in Phoenix, just yeah. in a span of like five hours, which is pretty pretty nuts. Yeah. Mm. Yep. So you know, so it's for today's games too, um, one game which we thought was going to be a little bit of a sweep, um Milwaukee, they ended up winning. It was a very close game, back and forth towards the end. G- good defensive game. Giannis still can't make a free throw for his life. Uh, Bruce Brown, I don't know what he was doing, but Milwaukee wins the game. They, they 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 made it a little bit of a series. However, I don't think this is such a convincing win that makes us like, wow, yeah, maybe Milwaukee can get, get, get things going.
1: No. Um, if any, I mean, hats on them for making it a gentleman's sweep. But they, I mean, the win was only by three. Um no, I mean, I'm a little – I mean, I said last series – I mean, I said last episode that I'd be shocked if they – if the Nets lost. But, I mean, like I said, hats off to Milwaukee for making it a gentleman's sweep. But I expect the Nets to finish the job and take it back to the Brooklyn and then finish the job. And hopefully James Harden is back for one of these games. But I'm – honestly, the only concern I have, again, for the Nets is – if they're gonna if they're gonna start playing some deep, but we'll see.
2: Yeah, I'm with Jeff on this one. I know. I think Greg, you responded to uh, Adrian Amos with the same thing. The gentleman sweep. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. happening. I mean, to Jeff's point, it was a three point game. Weird, weird at the end. The Nets are gonna take this one back. Yeah.
0: So, you know, a lot of things were very weird in this game. I mean, first of all, props to Milwaukee for winning this game. Uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. hard to beat Brooklyn, especially with the roster that they got. But I, you know, if if Milwaukee really wants to maybe win the next game or something like that, Giannis cannot be shooting one for eight from the three-point line. Like, the dude, I, there should be a rule in the NBA, like, you cannot shoot a uh, three-pointer until you make a free throw. Because he was, like, 0 for 6, and he kept chucking up threes. It, it was it's so bad. It's so, he's not, he's not built for that. I understand he wants to spread the floor, but he's, he's just not like that yet. And he can keep trying, whatever. But Chris Middleton got going. I mean, they, here's the thing too, with Milwaukee about 68 of their 86 points came from Chris Middleton and Giannis, you know, they need more. They definitely need more out of like Drew Holiday, Brooke Lopez and the bench, but also like how hard, I mean, do we really think KD, Kyrie, and, you know, Joe, Joe Harris, Blake Griffin are going to score 83 points or less the next game or maybe within the series? Not a chance.
1: Mm-hmm. No, but if you're Milwaukee, if anything, they're going to have to be the best free throw, to, free throw shooting team, three, yeah, shooting team in this series to even remotely have a chance against Brooklyn when Brooklyn is on. I mean, honestly, I you know I'm surprised. I mean, I think we we were talking about this uh, last Tuesday, last week, that with this series, that the fact that Milwaukee isn't playing re- really good defense, that's concerning, given that Giannis is one of the best defensive centers in the game. So their only chance really is going to be making free throws. The guy that's these casts can make some shots. They don't have to be on, but just make some fuck, make some shots and they have to make free throws and play D. That's going to be the, that's going to be their chance. But if Milwaukee plays like they did tonight, some of the other guys can get on and they can play again, a little better D make some more free, make free throws. They might have a chance, but. They didn't – even with this win, I was telling guys at work because some of the guys were t- telling me about it. And I was like, they didn't really say to me that they're going to make this a series. That this is just going to be Brooklyn in five now. So, we'll see. I mean, Brooklyn's traveled from
2: everywhere. Yeah.
1: But I don't know how – I mean, Ethan, I'm curious what your thoughts on it. But I don't know.
2: I just – I said it last episode. I don't think the Bucks are strong enough. I, I don't think – it's the same thing with LeBron. Like, it's not just one person anymore. Like, yeah, yeah Giannis had the he, Giannis is good. He's a great player, but they just they don't have enough. They have some talent there with with some guys that that Greg mentioned, but they they just don't have enough. And the Nets do. Yeah, I, mean, I will say
1: this. You know, we were talking. I think we were talking last last episode who could possibly give the nets fits in the west besides utah how how funny would it be if the suns were the team the way the suns are playing defense right now i want that that'd be i would be honest to god put deandre on kd just for that size
0: yeah, I, I, I don't
1: know about that. Kitty's a different I'm, breed, No, I'm just, but. I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying like for size alone, but I mean, the way the Suns have been playing, but it's more so just the Suns playing, the way the Suns have been playing lockdown D, I could see the Suns giving them honest to God fits, but we'll see. I mean, it's still, again, a long ways to go. We're not even out of the semifinals yet, but no, I, like I said, They've only won by three and there's nothing there. I think it would be, a, I think hats off to, like I said, hats off to Milwaukee for making it a gentleman's sweep.
0: So I do find it interesting. I know you mentioned uh, James Harden a couple minutes ago. There is no timetable. So we have no, they have no idea. We don't all yeah. have uh, no idea when he is going to return. He might not even return this series. So we'll find out what mm-hmm. happens with him.
2: But uh, I would say here. Keep him here. I'd say keep him healthy. Oh, yeah. I mean, yep. you're, you're not going to have any – I don't think you're going to have any trouble with the Bucks. Now, if no. all of a sudden the Bucks start coming back and this series goes six or seven. He's going to have to come back. Yep.
0: So, the next game is on Sunday, which, you know, kind of sucks. It's pretty uh, long ways away here. But uh, Brooklyn was underdogs in this game. They were three-and-a-half-point underdogs. After they lost to Milwaukee, uh, Brooklyn's now the favorite. A little weird how, how they would do that. I understand. Here's the thing. We can all agree that Brooklyn should probably be the favorite just because this game in game three, Milwaukee was the favorite Milwaukee won, and Vegas is like, eh, Brooklyn's now the favorite little sus, but you know, just, just keeping an eye on that one yep. game that was very entertaining to watch. I know Jeff, you were going on your ramp. I re- no offense. I wasn't really paying attention. I was trying to double task here. And, um, very Jazz much. the Jazz and Clippers game. What an ending to that. And also a controversial ending with uh Paul George. But we'll 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 dissect this game first, talk about what happened at the end. Utah's up to nothing. We saw the Clippers come back 2-0 against Dallas. Mm. However, Utah's also very good. I think they're the most complete team in the NBA right now.
1: I mean Honestly, the only way the Clippers are making this series against Utah is – and this is just from the little bit that I've seen. Uh, Paul George better sh- start showing up. And some somebody else other than Kawhi needs to start playing. If They're going to have a chance. It can't just be Kawhi Leonard.
2: I'm with you on that one. I think either way, I mean, they're still going to be – they're still coming out. Like, yeah. I feel like regard like Paul George's worst day is some people's best day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like yeah. the Clippers right now are probably well, the Clippers and the Nets are probably the most well-rounded teams in the playoffs. The Suns, they're dominating, but like I still feel like What am I? Not that they're young, but like, they're not, they're not experienced. They're not. Thank you. Thanks. The word I was looking for.
0: So let's see. However, I know we were saying that Paul George needs to step up. He did play better than Kawhi today, 27 points, 10 rebounds, shot one more shot than Kawhi, but so Kawhi technically had a better percentage, but Paul George did play better than Kawhi. I think, for with him his issue is coming in the clutch a little bit. He's not like Kawhi where Kawhi can go get that bucket. Paul George isn't that yet. Reggie mm-hmm. Jackson though, he he's been turning it on for the Clippers lately. He was big in that uh Dallas series. He was big uh-huh. today, 29 points, shot 11 for 19. It's pretty much besides those three, they they need more from Marcus Morris. They want the they traded for him um out of New York last year and just more from the bench. I know that's a little you know, asking for much, but like just more consistency. Like uh, Patrick Beverly, oh for five, Lou Kennard. You no, know, the guy's a three-point specialist, doesn't really play anymore. Nicholas yeah. struggles on defense a little bit. But here's the thing. I like Utah. I know Ethan, you you said like there's a couple other teams that are well rounded. I think Utah is I think you know, like Jeff said earlier, I think Utah is probably the best team for Brooklyn. Rudy Gobert, defensive player of the year. Donovan Mitchell, superstar mm-hmm. player. Mike Conley will come back at some point during the season, yep. uh, during the postseason. He's a very good guard. Uh, uh Joe Ingalls, decent uh shooter off the bench. Jordan Clarkson, the sixth man of the year. Bogdanovich, awesome small forward. I mean, this is a from top to bottom, this team is very good. And I know, you know, as the Clippers, they could come back. I don't think they're coming back in this one. I think it's over. Um, maybe Clippers win one more in LA, but I just think I don't think they're, they're, there's enough to stop Utah for them.
1: Well, when I said the Clippers need to play better, you said that you said the key word consistency. That's all they need. That's going to be the thing. Is if Kawhi plays like he did, he's been doing, and they can play be more consistent on defense, they can make this a series. The question is, is if they're going to be consistent. Because that's the thing with Paul George. Like, yes, he had a, he, you know, you said it, he had a fantastic night, but is he going to do it again? That was a fantastic, thing. but you
0: know, it was, yeah, it was a
1: yeah, better, better, night better than, than what he's been, been doing. But that's the thing: is is Paul George going to do that again? If he keeps doing, if he plays like he did tonight, the Clippers should be fine. But they're going to need to play better defense. And you said it: the bench has. I mean, I was, I'm surprised the bench has not been producing the way it should be. But that's just me.
0: So uh, the thing, the thing too in this game, um, the the Clippers. I mean, they had chances. They had chances. They, they there was parts of the game they did took take the lead. Uh, I believe the largest lead of the game was t- like near twenty for the Jazz, and the Clippers came back. They made it a game. Um, however, Jordan Clarkson happened, then Donovan Mitchell happened, then Rudy Gobert happened, and it just it, it seemed like the, when the Clippers were doing doing something. Utah had an answer, and uh, towards the yeah. end of the game was a little bit of uh, interesting development. Paul George intentionally ran into Donovan Mitchell. I'm pretty sure you guys haven't seen it since you guys were on here, but mm-hmm. what happened towards the end was, you know, just Donovan Mitchell running in for the ball, running around. Paul George like hip checked him. And, you know, it was it was clear. It was you know he got thrown out because of it too. Um, it was like the last 10 seconds of the game. Didn't really didn't really need to happen. But now Donovan Mitchell, he was a little banged up heading into the series, hamstring injury, and now he kind of re-aggravated it but stayed in the game. Now you got this. Clippers are kind of going after him. I don't know, man. I, you know, we talk about – and it's not cheating, but kind of a dirty play. I don't like that from Pandemic P.
1: No. And he, Paul is. Giannis- Donovan, I'm going to say this now. Let's say Donovan Mitchell misses game three. He won't George, miss. He won't miss. I mean, if, just depending on how bad that hamstring is, but just the possibility if he does miss, Paul George is going to be suspended. That should be the response from the league. Like, you can't have, I'm not saying he should be suspended the rest of the series or anything like that, but at least be he has to at least miss a game, a game for it because that's ridiculous. Jeff but would be it, like if he doesn't,
2: commissioner it, it, in any league. okay. Oh, I'm
1: sorry. Go ahead. No, Jeff sorry. would be
2: the hardest commissioner in any league. Like Jeff's just ready to kick everybody out.
1: I'm. I'm just. I'm not. I'm not about coddling fucking players. I'm not. I'm this not. is. This is. This is a professional game. Professional game. There are unwritten, spoken sportsmanship rules for this, but. I'm just I'm just tired of fucking coddling fucking guys. I pay if you're going to make 30 million, if you're going to make the money that you make in professional sports, can we st- can you guys at least stop being a little bit damn soft and just fucking play? That's just oh. me, but like I said with Paul George, it's you know, but it, let's say Donovan Mitchell doesn't miss a game, Paul George just gets suspended if you're the Clippers, you're playing man on him to see if that injury is any effect on him that's the only thing is how i mean even if he doesn't miss a game is that is he still 100 percent? and if he is okay he beats you but that's what i would do game three
0: so we'll, we'll wrap it up here um we have two games tomorrow in the nba no games in the nhl uh, two games are, or the first game is, is at 6 30 on ESPN, Philadelphia versus Atlanta. It's a one one series in hot Atlanta. Who's gonna win?
2: Atlanta. Yeah, I'm taking Atlanta too on that one. I just wanted to see what Jeff would say. I always like picking after Jeff because most of the time I go against Jeff. So, but this <laughs> time I'm picking Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta.
0: That's tough. Yeah. I'm going to have to go. Yeah. Yeah. Screw you. I'm going to talk first. Then you can talk. Um, <laughs> oh uh, yeah. I'll go Atlanta. You know, I like to all on He's banged up. They're in Atlanta. You know, I, I feel like uh, Lou Williams got an advantage there too. Um, I don't see Lou Williams losing in Atlanta, especially probably at night before uh, at magic city. Ice trade it's hard to beat. So Jeff, you can go. No, I, I'm I'm good. I'm sure. Nine. You sure? Before we get into the next pick,
1: yes, I'm sure. I think it's pretty obvious we're all picking Atlanta. Go ahead.
0: All right, the last one we just talked about the the series a couple of minutes ago. Phoenix and Denver. Phoenix is up to nothing. In Denver, Jeff, who you got? I'm
1: gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Phoenix. Oh, God. I
0: don't like that.
2: Well, there goes my picking against Jeff logic because <laughs> I had Denver all year, but you know what? I just envision Greg messaging me with a Phoenix Suns GIF and me being absolutely wrong about it. So I'm picking the Phoenix Suns. Greg, I'm sorry when the Denver Nuggets win because of my pick. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Jeff's pick just could have made the Phoenix Suns lose. But, yeah, I got to go Phoenix here. Um, it's going to be hard, you know, go up 3 nothing, especially when Denver is probably hungry and Jokic is – I think Jokic is getting his MVP trophy that night, too. So, yeah. I, I didn't add that. So, we'll see. Yeah. It should be an interesting game. Uh, I guess before – one more thing before we get off. Oklahoma uh, College World Series softball champion. So congratulations to them. I know Ethan watched a lot of it when we were on the PlayStation. So
2: that was Ethan, a good you're game. a softball guy. Yo, speaking of like, if we're gonna talk about moving mounds back, talk about softball hitters. Like, talk. They don't have as much reaction time. Like, granted, it's a bigger ball, but like, I don't know. Shit, they got it hard.
0: Especially the rising ball too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. No, hats off to OU.
0: Oh, yeah. I forgot you're a Texas fan. That's that's a shame. You don't see Texas win many championships in general, I guess.
1: Well, the lady I'm talking to <laughs> is a big OU fan, so I have to fucking hear about it. Oh, right.
2: rivalry. The Red River rivalry in the house.
1: Well, uh, the best part is I've already – you know, I met her, dad, met her dad a few weeks ago, and I walked in her house with a Texas hat on, so that was fun. But no. Oh,
0: wait! A uh, no, how no. how'd that go? I want to
1: know how that went. Um, <laughs> I thought I was gonna get shot. Honestly, you know.
0: Really? You oh, thought man. you were gonna
1: get shot? Yeah, that rivalry runs deep. <laughs> Literally. But hey, I mean, I, I, I like I told her old man, like I told her old man. I said, at least at least your daughter's not an Eagles fan. I can be fine. I'm fine with it. So, they're, oh, so she's they're, a Cowboys fan. Yeah, she's a Cowboys fan. So we're all good.
0: Can't imagine that
1: household. I can Good shit. That's, that's what I told, I told her straight up. I go, you can be a Giants fan. You can be a Redskins fan. As long as you're not an Eagles hey, fan. Hey, hey. No. Well, that's not their name. That's, that, that's their name. Screw that fucking no-name shit. Until they get a name, I'm going to just call them the by football their team. They are called the football team, Jeff oh that's so stupid that's like that's like a toddler running that day well then again it is dan schneider so it's okay but no the
0: football team okay all right oh yeah we gotta be woke okay i don't know why you say woke every time something like a topic uh that's not sports.
1: okay fine i'll I'll fine i'll use the other term we gotta be pc okay i'll be i'll be pc i'll use football team (laughs) But no, I mean, what was I was gonna? What was I
0: Yeah, one more rant in you before we get off. No,
1: that's no, it. No, Save that for Monday. Um, I don't want to keep you guys here till one o'clock. Yeah. I'm sure you guys got better fucking things to do than listen to some balding and some some Fall Guys. Yeah, Fall Guys. Some, yeah, fall guy. I'm sure you guys would rather play Fall Guys than listen to some. Uh, <laughs> aging like milk uh balding oopaloompa, go off for 30 minutes about something else
2: well you'll cut us off anyway so
1: that too i mean and for those listening let's just be you know we're gonna we're gonna have the new look well, i think greg's gonna probably pounce on our asses here in a minute about not sending a picture for the fucking logo and shit so I'll have to yeah, do that here. i've
0: been waiting for that for like two weeks now you guys still haven't sent that shit yet
1: here we go so anyway, so I'll give it to you tonight. But yeah, once that logo's up, I swear to god, I look like a these two here, they've been aging like fine wine. My ass is aging like milk, and it's wait, uh, is it fine
0: wine or milk? Which one?
2: No, no, work. It's good. Fine wine oh, is good. Oh, milk, okay. milk is no, milk. I is thought bad. he
0: said about it himself, but just yeah, you notice. guys just like, no, you guys appreciate are fine that. Wine.
1: Yeah. And I'm over here aging my fucking milk. That's so all right. So No, but I will I want to say just just to get it
0: out there, I'm having fun with this. So you guys are great.
2: Send Jeff emails.
0: Oh yeah, we haven't done that yet. We'll do that Monday. We'll see if someone sends you emails. But in the meantime, e-boys on the PlayStation.
1: Yes, sir. You have a good night.